everyone. Welcome to the House of Bell podcast presented by our friends at Bell Helmets, makers of the Moto 10 Spherical Helmet, which is also coincidentally worn by our guest tonight, Colt Nichols of the Honda HRC race team. So, buddy, I have yet to see you in person. I've seen videos. I've seen photos. And my pal Scrub Daddy says, oh, he looked too good. <laughs> I love to hear that. If I get a compliment like that from Scrub Daddy, then I must be doing something good. <laughs> He's all. I like that. Oh, the Colt 45. He looked too good. That, so. <laughs> oh, that's a good sign then. Yeah. So I mean, man, Not... you look you look amazing in the photos and the videos. It's like it's really cool for me to see you, you know, because you're like tall, you're lean, and you you look great in the gear, and the bike looks like it fits you just right. Yeah, it's been honestly a pretty damn fun transition so far. Um, it, at first, it was just a lot of legwork to get like the the feeling I was kind of searching for with this with this Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we've got that, like it just took a lot of testing and a different direction that you know this team hadn't really gone before, um, just with Kenny and Chase in the past. So uh, for me, I'm coming in and kind of trying to go a new direction and take the bike a, a different way than than they had gone and. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty pumped with where it is right now. Uh, we've had a really few um, solid weeks of, of riding without touching the bike and just trying to put in some motos. So I'm pumped with where I'm at. It still is uh, kind of surreal when I see you know photos and, and, and videos of me riding the thing. Team but, Honda. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's just it's sick, man. I got I got a really good setup. You know, gear, uh, helmet, boots, like the whole nine. Uh, anything will look sweet on that on that Honda. So it's uh, it's been sick, man. It's been a good good uh, good preseason and. We're counting down the days. We're getting pretty close to A1, so I'm excited. Was it exciting for you? I mean, like, A, 450 class guy, you know, yep. but but mostly, like, this is your first professional ride where you got to choose your own sponsors, right? Like, it wasn't a team deal yeah, where you had to yeah. look like everybody else and everything. Yeah, that was actually a pretty cool deal because I, I haven't really, like I said, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Um and whenever I first got the opportunity to do that, like I met with obviously quite a few people and I've experienced a handful of different things, but yeah, I knew kind of coming into this, I was like, okay, like I, I knew kind of what I wanted. Like I, I wanted to be in a bell. I wanted to wear Alpine stars. Um, you know, the other stuff I was like, you know, I have good relationships with the people I was currently riding for, um, at the time, but I was like, you know, I, I got to try and make a little bit of money too. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it was just aside from that, the people that I talked to, I, I really liked, um, you know, Mark and Frank from O'Neill, obviously I've always liked Benny and Kyle from Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the guys at Alpine Star has always been so good to me over the years. I've been in those for, you know, around eight years of my career. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, that was, that was a pretty fun process. Jimmy had his, had his hands full with that one, um, <laughs> you know, trying to go to work and figure out what all we could do. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm so pumped on my setup so far. I got some really cool things in the works with quite a few of the sponsors we have, uh, currently. So man, the, the season's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really excited for that. You know, what always looks cool about a factory Honda riders Jersey is, you know, the Honda contract requires you to have this custom Jersey with a giant wing on the front right yeah so it's yeah. different than you know this it's like your jersey's different than the o'neill jersey you could buy but it just looks so cool there's something about that big wing on the chest i know and I, I hadn't had that for a while um just because we were you know we were working on getting this deal done for so long and i'd been in o'neill for months but you know we didn't know what the hell we were doing and then once i finally got some gear that was all supplemented and it had the big wing on it, i was like dude this looks sick <laughs> like it just made it like come alive yeah. Um, not, not that it didn't look good before, but man, with that wing on it, it just looked incredible. I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty badass. Like I was, I was very, very happy with how like all that turned out. And 
uh, those dudes have got me dialed in pretty good. So I'm pumped about that. How are you doing with the, uh, the O'Neill gear and stuff? I, like, I know Marvin is in it, right? And he's my neighbor. Yeah. So I see him all the time. And like, I know that he's really skinny, right? So they're custom making stuff to fit his physique and everything. Like, yeah. are, are they doing that with you or are you like an off the shelf guy? Yeah, we actually had to do a little bit of tweaking on some stuff and, um, you know, just to change it up just a little bit from the initial setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it a, a certain way. Um, and they were working with me to get me a hundred percent comfortable. And those dudes are just so down to do whatever. Um, and from a brand standpoint, I'm you know, trying to do everything I can and bring my own little flair to the brand and see if I can, you know, make, maybe make them think a little differently than they had before and go a different direction with some stuff. So, um, they definitely tailored it up a little bit for me, Jersey wise, uh, that supplemented one that they provide for us is obviously completely different than what a consumer would buy. So it just fits a little differently than the off the shelf stuff, but you know what, actually, like I, month or two, that's I what think, I was running. With I off think, the shelf. uh, consumers can buy that supplemented Jersey, the real, oh, the they? real yeah, stretchy one. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sick. Cause it is pretty damn comfy. It's by far the comfiest Jersey like I've ever worn. The thing is it's sick. It's next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of that one. So you say you wanted to come back to Bell. I mean, obviously you wore it for years at uh, Star Racing before they went A-Stars, but uh, yep. Yep. is it just a helmet you trusted, comfortable in? Yeah, by far. Yeah, it's just I felt the most safe in the Bell. And then, you know, I, I had some big hits, um, big crashes at Star, and I always felt very safe in, in that helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just enjoyed working with these guys. Um, like I said, Benny and, and Kyle are really good dudes. And it, it came down to safety, though. I mean, I, you know, turned down a decent amount of money from some other manufacturers to run to run the bell just because i i thought it was that important um you know just to feel safe and secure with I me mean, that's one thing you don't want to mess around with is your head and yeah i thought this is the best helmet so i wanted to go that route and yeah, yeah. i was just pumped when able to make that happen longevity of your career right you gotta protect that. yeah that's what we're thinking <laughs> yeah we're thinking that we're thinking the big picture here okay so you get on the honda um any idea what they put you on at first were you were you like on you know, Chase's setup, were you on Kenny's setup, or did they just kind of like ask you some questions first and set something up for you? No, I was actually on Chase's exact setup. Um, mm-hmm. and that was everything. Uh, you know, that I think we went down a spring rate on fork and shock just because I'm quite a bit lighter than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on his exact setup the first, the first bit on outdoors, and then when we went, when we went to supercross, so I did a, a good few weeks of testing outdoors just yeah. to kind of get my feet wet there with with that and how it worked with the team and then once we went to supercross they put me on chase of stuff and uh that's whenever we really went to work mm-hmm. um he kind of it was just interesting to me because he had you know told me i like the bike to feel a certain way and then whenever i rode it i'm like well that's not the way it felt so <laughs> i was like let me let me go to work on this thing and, and start trying to get it a little more tailored to the way that i like to ride the bike and um yeah it's it's completely different than that first day that i rode it um we've made some pretty nine day changes and try to just get me a little more comfy and you know not i don't want to say like more similar to a bike that i've ridden but just something that i feel like i can ride comfortably and uh, and go fast on um and the way i like to set my bike up like i said is, is pretty polar opposite of the way kenny did it and um, I think he had the reins quite a bit on a direction that the team went mm-hmm. as far as bike setup and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a different different idea for a lot of these guys to uh, to try and go a different way. But luckily, it seemed to be working pretty well. And, um, you know, Chase is now running a bunch of the stuff that I've tested and preferred. And uh, we seem to be on the same page with a lot of things. So, um, yeah, we're making we're making big strides, man. It's been been a good past few months. Um, 
still got a little bit to go, but we're making making big strides. Cool. So you know, obviously, uh, in, in my capacity at Saltwater Live, we get to do these shootouts, right? Yep. So you ride all six all six bikes in one day and everything, and it's like funny because the the way a Yamaha handles is almost on the opposite side of the spectrum as the way the Honda handles. So yeah, coming far. off coming off Star for so many years on a smaller Yamaha too, and then getting yep. on a 450 Honda, was there a big uh, period of adaptation for you? And, and what were your first thoughts when you got on a Honda, which is so much more precise and a little bit twitchy up front? Yeah, on the, on the outdoors, it's, um, you know, it was a maybe a, a bigger, um, or not as big of an adjustment really, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, naturally the way you want to ride the bike outdoors is probably a little more tailored to the way the Yamaha naturally sits. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we got to Supercross, yeah, I was just like, dude, this thing turns like way too good. Um, <laughs> like it just, it turns so good. It's, it's crazy just with the way the weight was on the bike. And, um, you know, with the, with the 450, the way the weight moves is a lot different. So, um, you really have to take that into account when you're, when you're setting the bike up. And that's been the biggest, um, change for me, I, I think is the, the weight, but, um, overall, yeah, the initial impression was, damn, this thing turns like, like really, really good, like mm-hmm. a little too good. Um, but it's now I, I feel like the way that we have the bike set up, it feels, it feels much more stable. I don't feel any sort of like twitchiness to it. Like I, I don't want to say I had that at the beginning, but I could kind of see some of the problems that they were having last year, uh, just based off even watching, uh, and hearing a lot of Chase's comments. I could see that from the way the bike was set up at first. So, mm-hmm. um, that's immediately what I tried to do. I tried to go to work and get the thing stable, um, make it feel more planted to the ground, a little more rear end traction. Cause it has, like I said, a lot of front end traction. So, um, that was the biggest thing that we did was tried to kind of just put the traction a little further to the back of the bike instead of the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's by far the, the biggest thing we tried to work on there. So you went for more of a rearward weight bias as opposed to the Honda's natural front end bias, right? Yeah. Yeah. By so far. Yeah. What, what, uh, I just out of curiosity, how much sag are you running on the shock? Uh, we've kind of been playing with that a little bit here lately. Uh, just because we've made, like I said, some drastic changes, um, to, to the way we're trying to set this thing up and we're running that new, the new shock. Um, and we're kind of trial and error with that thing as mm-hmm. far as being in supercross. So we flirted around going, you know, from a hundred to one Oh five, you know, 98, uh, 107 at one point, you know, mm-hmm. so we've kind of flirted around a little bit. We're still trying to find that, I think, money spot for the SAG. Yeah. Um, but I'd say we're a little north of, of 100, somewhere around there, probably right now. So, um, you mentioned the shock. Is it the, are you running the show BFRC shock? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the shock that Chase started running outdoors this year, yeah. um, they had a lot of success with that one. He really liked it. And it had never been introduced to this team anyway, or at least mm-hmm. for many years uh, in Supercross. So, once they gave it to me for the first time, they're like, "Hey, we want you to try the BFR." Um, but they had to come up with a setting first, so I was just on a standard shock for the first week or two, and um, then they gave it to me to test. I tested a lot of shocks. I don't know how many, <laughs> but I mean, we had you know probably at least seven or eight different BFR shocks that we went through, and I narrowed it down to two. Uh, we ran one for a really long time. Then they developed a setting, put that on, and um, you know now we're on kind of a second generation of that. Um, and I, and it's exactly what, uh, what Chase is running now too. So nice. what's the most, uh, tiring and like mentally taxing to test like, uh, engine stuff or chassis and suspension? 
Um, honestly, it just depends on the day because it testing in general, honestly, is hard because dude, you're just constantly up and down all day. Like you go from kind of chilling to, you know, you need to go sprint for a few laps and you come back and yeah, I mean like the other day we were, you know, changing cams and that's not a quick change, you know, it took at least, you know, 35, 40 minutes to get in there, get everything changed and come back and, um, you know, it's just, it's hard, um, mentally to stay engaged that whole time. Um, cause you kind of have to, if you got there and kind of, you know, half asset, that test is, is going to be kind of pointless. So, uh, it just, it's a long day. So it, mentally it is pretty taxing, but some of that stuff engine wise was, was a long time, uh, to do sometimes a suspension every now and then, but luckily these dudes have been doing this for a long time and, um, they're really good at what they do. So they didn't have me sitting too long before we were right back up there trying something, but, uh, dude, they've just been awesome to work with so far. Like everybody involved with the team has made it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just super willing to try stuff, which I've been really pumped about mm-hmm. at first. I didn't know, you know, how that was going to go. Um, just the ability to try some things, but dude, it's been, it's been awesome. They've been all about it. So it's been sweet. Um, how do you, uh, how do you consider yourself? Are you a, a strong tester? You know, the years of experience, have you learned what you want and how to convey your thoughts and feedback? Uh, so far, based off of experience with uh, now with a few teams and with other riders, I, I think so. Um, you know, I, I certainly tried to sell myself as that um, coming on this team. And, <laughs> you know, luckily I, I got a lot of people that um, you know, supported that, that, that I thought I was a decent tester. So, mm-hmm. um, they seem to be fairly sold on it. And I've, I've had some good success so far at, at, you know, get my point across and actually making visual progress, um, not only by visually and, you know, on the stopwatch too, and, um, introducing it to the other riders as well and, and getting some good feedback there. So, um, I think the team's been pumped on it so far. I mean, I, I hope I am, I, I hope I'm doing a good job with that, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if it helps somebody else, that's awesome. But I'm really trying to get myself comfy and, uh, the team has just been, yeah, they've been super keen to help. So it's been pretty sweet. Has there ever been stressful where it's like they do something to your bike and you go ride it and you're like, fuck, I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it definitely has been a few times, but that's where I'm like getting, I think that experience underneath me where I'm like, dude, if I can't tell anything, then I'm, I'm just going to say, I can't tell anything. Yeah, I'm not just going to yeah. try to make something up. And, you know, then you start chasing down a rabbit hole for no reason. So, um, it, I think just being honest and understanding what the bike does, like how the motorcycle works is just a big deal. Um, you know, cause I've even heard, you know, chase a few times, try and say some things and, um, like I, I know what he's saying, but you know, when he's trying to relay it to some of the guys, I don't really think they can understand what he's really trying to get across. So it's mm-hmm. just how you can, how you can put it into words is, is a really, really big deal, uh, to suspension, chassis, engine guys, um, something to where they can make some productive changes. But, uh, dude, it's been, like I said, it's been really fun so far and I hope I'm getting my, my points across. So, okay. <laughs> with stuff. Seem to be so far anyway. Yeah. So how do you feel, uh, on the bike? Like, it, I mean, you know, no one knows where they stand until the gate drops at Anaheim, right? But yeah, yeah. Judging off, I'm sure you're riding with, you know, Chase and some other guys and stuff. Like, how yeah. do you, how do you feel like you're going to stack up for the class full time? I, I mean, I actually feel good with where we're at right now. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm coming into A1 thinking like I'm at my my peak as far as speed wise on this thing at all. Um, that's I think that's going to come when we get a little deeper in, into this thing, but. Um, I'm honestly happy with where I'm at. It's, it's been kind of, you know, week to week, we're making some pretty good and big strides at first. I was like, bro, like I, (laughs) 
I'm a little off. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I'm really glad we had a few months left. You know, this is, you know, at least a month ago or so where I was just like, Jesus, like I am just slow as hell. So um, I was a little, you know, disheartened at first just because I, which I knew it was going to be that way though. Big transition, big change, uh, trying to set the bike up. There's just a lot of moving parts that were going on there. And uh, now that we're in the spot that we're in with the bike and how I feel physically doing the big motos and riding with Chase, I've only got to ride with him a little bit because he's been in Florida quite a bit. So mm. Um, now that he's out here, I can be like, okay, this is a pretty damn good gauge. I feel like speed wise, he's one of, if not the, you know, maybe fastest guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a pretty damn good gauge, you know, to go off of. And I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, I'm not at a spot where I'm like trying to chase the dude down, but I'm happy with where I'm at for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, where that stacks up, I honestly don't know because he's about the only guy I've ridden with, honestly um at, at a factory level on, on the 450 so yeah. we'll see man I, i'm excited though i just want to get in and grow and learn uh, it's going to be a big learning curve racing against these guys i haven't raced against them in a, in a really long time so a lot of these guys and i've never raced against some of them so mm-hmm. uh, and it'll be it'll be a learning curve to say the least but uh, i'm looking forward to that really so were you at honda today the supercross track I wasn't there today. Today was uh, today was our day off. I'm riding tomorrow there though with with Chase. I think. Okay, yeah, he was there today because I was uh I was up at Cowie this morning filming yeah. a little bit, and I walked over the edge and I was watching Chase go around. And I was like, I started to point my camera and I'm like, wow, that's not cool. I got to ask permission. <laughs> but but I was looking and <laughs> yeah. I, I only saw him and I was like, oh damn, I wanted to see Colt. <laughs> yeah, no, he was uh, he's he was up there riding. I we weren't gonna ride today anyway, but I was pretty convinced it was gonna be too wet for yeah. him to ride there today and he was like oh, i'm going anyway i was like all right well it might not it might be okay but i think it was pretty pretty damn wet still up there Dude, all the tracks mistaken. were wet because i started at yeah. yamaha i went to go see a ray yep and uh i don't know why dude but i wore like decent shoes and i was like oh man because the yamaha track especially is that red clay so i oh yeah 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 <laughs> i had my I had these adidas crocs in my van so i changed into those and you could power wash those plastic shoes, you know? Oh, yeah. But yeah, so I go. walked on Yamaha. Yeah. And it was super sticky, and then I went to Cowie, and they almost fell down a couple times. So I was like, dude, how are these guys riding in this? Well, that's what Will told me. He went up there and looked at it, and he was like, dude, it's like like I can't even get out in my van. Like, I'm kind of stuck. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to ride. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And we uh, we went to that dairy farm track yesterday, uh, rode there. We rode at Hemet the day before, and mm-hmm. – you know, we're getting out, exploring a little bit. We're going to go to Fox tomorrow, but, uh, you know, Chase, um, like I said, wrote at Honda and he wants, he wants to go back there tomorrow. So I'm all about it. I want to ride with him as, as much as I can while he's here. So, yeah. yeah. How is that, uh, chemistry there? Like, is it like, can you, I, I mean, I don't even know at this level or, uh, you guys, your own guys, or do you like, would you say, Hey, Chase, dude, how, how are you hitting that one section? And, yeah i mean i I have no problem to do that yeah i mean i i have no problem with it just because i i guess just because of the i have some history there with chase like Mm -hmm. i said i've I've known the kid since he was you know really really young yeah uh we we both trained with robbie back in the day a little bit he spent some good time at rainers in oklahoma and we actually had a trip in 2015 uh or maybe 2014 we came out here to california and robbie rented a house and chase was actually living in the house with me it was me styles chase uh, a bunch of kids from oklahoma it was just kind of funny seeing it all full circle now but um but no he's he's a good kid i like i said i hadn't been around him much the past few years but um starting to get to know him a little bit now now that he's a you know he's a man he's not a boy anymore and 
um it's just it's cool man we have we have a good relationship i'm happy with the way everything's going and even you know the lawrence brothers were out this past week uh doing the photo shoot and chance hymas and um there's honestly a way better chemistry than i expected mm-hmm. um the, the team i just thought it was gonna be like kind of a little suit and tie ish you know um with everybody involved staff and everything and dude mm-hmm. it's been the complete opposite like just cool as hell to be around super helpful everybody just wants the best for everybody um, and honestly, the, the chemistry is good, dude. It's it's way better than than I thought. I get along with everybody really well. And if I can, you know, sometimes if I have to be a mediator, I will. But I don't ever <laughs> see that being an issue. Like, yeah, dude, everyone's just been awesome. Like, it's it's been a really uh, really good atmosphere so far. And then is uh, is Jordan Troxley your your mechanic? Yeah, my man Jordy. Nice. He's, he's an awesome dude, man. Now that I'm getting to know him a little bit better, Jordy is. Jordy's a man. He's uh, he's really really good at his job. He's passionate, and he's uh, dude. He's he's good for me. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's super. He's super cool. I used to uh, I used to see him all the time at Skyline riding his mountain bike. Yeah, and yeah. Then, then he's, he, he's getting back into it a little bit more now. Is he? Yeah, he lived yeah, in he, Fullerton for a while. Yeah, he was riding the other day. Then we've actually been hitting Skyline on the weekends. Uh-huh. I've been wait. I've been waiting to see you on the weekend, just climbing up that thing next to us or something. I haven't seen you. <laughs> no, I rode it yesterday. When you guys do it, do you go back down the same way you went up, or do you do this fun stuff? Uh, this last time, I actually just um, we just hit some of those random trails like on the way down. Yeah, like little and dude, some of them are gnarly. I'm like, Jesus. Like I was a little scared to go down some of the hills. I was like, geez. But I didn't we didn't find any of the big like jumps or like any of that stuff. We just went down like kind of the sketchy obstacles that cross over the uh yeah uh the, the climb. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know where we're going, but we we were exploring a little bit. Yeah. That's cool. It's not it's, I don't think it's as dangerous as Greer where I used I used to see before. I know. Well, the place I, has too many I can't rocks. decide. Yeah, we, we rode Greer the other day for the first time in a really long time. It's the first time I've been there in probably two years. And uh, it was cool, man. I, I enjoy those trails just because I'd ridden them so much that I, mm-hmm. I know them really, really well. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it's been cool riding Skyline. I always used to do ITT. So for us now, we're, we're climbing Skyline. Will likes doing that one. So mm-hmm. um, that one's actually pretty fun, though. It's a, it's a good climb, too. It, it, gets you, it gets you moving. We've been trying to put up some some decent times up there, but yeah. it's good. I'm so far past the uh, full effort going up. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gnarly, dude. Like it's. I mean, I thought I'd have a little bit more for Will. He's been kind of spanking my ass, dude. Lately. He so is gnarly on a mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. I used to like. I feel like at times I would have him. I'd have him covered, and uh-huh. now he's been. Uh, yeah, ever since Leadville, he's been you know mountain biking quite a bit, and. He's uh he's got my number pretty good right now. It's funny I'm trying to keep him honest, but man, he's he's on it. Just on like body stature, I would think you'd be gnarly for gnarlier than him. Because I mean, how does a little guy like him go so fast, right? Well, I know, but even like, I mean, uh, the other little guys that have like incredible times up ITT and you know Skyline, like a Jeremy Martin, Alex, like all those guys. I'm yeah, like, you're how right. The hell, they're right? so little. Yeah. Um, but they crush it going up that thing, and I. I've got like a, a good time of ITT, but um, I at the time when I did that, I was cycling quite a bit. I was coming off an injury, mm-hmm. um, and I I think that plays a role. Not not to make some excuses, but um, now that I'm riding and stuff, the the bike fitness isn't quite as good. But yeah. Will's just been on it. He's been he's been kicking my ass. Yeah, he's gnarly. Um, speaking of Will, like how how is uh, how's training with uh, Mr. Hahn? Oh, dude, it's been it's been awesome. Like even from from day one, we just sat down and talked a little bit, and um, you know he's been 
pretty involved with me since he's been at star even before that, you know, just cause we were such good friends before. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he knows pretty much anything and everything that's kind of happened with me training wise on and off the bike, kind of, kind of everything. Uh, just cause like I said, we were really involved. And when I came to him at first, I didn't really think training with him would be a possibility. We were just talking about training in general. And, you know, I, since he's a trainer, I was getting some input and seeing what he thought about a few things. And, um, I was kind of telling him what I thought I liked and, you know, experienced the past few years training with a few different guys and what I thought was super beneficial and not and all this stuff. And I just really liked a lot of what he had to say, dude. It, it really aligned with the way I thought we should train um, on the bike, off the bike. And, you know, I approached TK and was like, hey, would you have a problem if I reached out to Will to train me? And at the time, I thought he was still going to train Barsha. And then, um, you know, Barsha decided to go a different direction. So there was kind of a spot there. Um, and TK approved it and I was like, sweet. I mean, that'd kind of be a perfect mix and dude, it's, it's been awesome. Like he's, he's a really good guy to have in my corner. Um, he knows how I ride. He's been around me for so long that yeah. he can kind of identify if I'm struggling or where I need to pick it up or whatever. And it's just, it's been a good, good mix. I got a lot of good people in my corner with Will and Jordy, the team. Um, just a, I'm surrounded by some really good people right now. So that's helped a lot. So is he helping you, uh, like on the bike, on the track as well, like pointing things out or is he just the physical guy? Yeah, as much as he can. Um, you know, cause I, I don't want to take him away too much from, um, you know, his actual job, which yeah. is, you know, training the gas gas guys. And, um, luckily the schedule has actually worked really well this off season for, mm-hmm. for us to be at the track quite a bit together. Um, and he's, he's been huge. Like uh, even the season, you know, in 2021, whenever I won at the races, he was uh, a big role in, in helping me at the races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Swanee was kind of split between some guys sometimes and not that he didn't play a big role. He of course did, but, um, Will was, he was always there to give me some pointers as well. Um, he was a good guy for me to listen to and he, he would usually pick up on a few things that some other guys couldn't. So yeah, he's been, he's been huge on the bike, you know, helping me kind of be a little better with some things. And he's ridden a Honda before he knows kind of what I'm experiencing on the bike. Um, so dude, all the way around, it's just been, he's been a huge, huge role all the way around, uh, for me so far. So at your level, right? Like, uh, to have a trainer. Is it absolutely necessary or is it just it's good to have that guy to train with you to to motivate you? Because, I mean, like, like you, you figure, like, when Malcolm was on Geico and he first started working with John Wessing, right? That was a huge thing for Malcolm because he was never a big trainer. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, a guy like you who's always been fit, worked with numerous trainers, wouldn't yeah. you say you kind of – you know what to do. You know how to get yourself fit and you know what to eat and how to recover. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, a hundred percent. Cause like I, during this, this off season, whenever I got injured and I couldn't do anything for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would still communicate with DB and we'd go back and forth on some things. And he's like, Hey dude, like if you're not going to race outdoors, cause I was training to get ready to race the last four at least. And once that went belly up, you know, I told him like, Hey, you know, plans have changed. I'm not going to race the last four outdoors. Um, you know, I'm going to go a different direction here, but I won't be able to ride for a little bit. And he was like, honestly, just do your thing. Like, you know what you're doing, you know, if you need me, I'll be here, but just do your thing for a little bit. And then, you know, um, once we kind of figure out what the hell you're doing, then we'll make a, a plan and move forward. And, um, we didn't know what the hell we were doing for a really long time. So I was, I was just training myself. I was doing, trying some new things I wanted to do. And, uh, from a training aspect, I, I yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. You know, I've been yeah. doing this long enough that I know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Um, I don't really need somebody to sit there and just be like, Hey, like pick it up. Like I'm, I'm very self-motivated. I can, I can get it done. Um, you know what I need to, but at, at the end of the day, it's just one less thing I think to, to worry about because 
I knew, like I said, how to do everything. And I, I knew that will knew that too. Like I'm old enough now to where I don't really need someone to like really tell me, but it was more just the programming side of things, like making sure that, uh, schedule wise lap count, um, the, the total hours of training during the week, all that stuff has been, been, been huge. Um, you know, and him stepping up and taking that, you know, weight off of me. Yeah. Um, so that, that part's been really nice. And, and obviously like, I just enjoy being around Will a lot and I'm not going to say I didn't need him. I certainly did. I mean, he's been a huge role, uh, in what I've done, but yeah, at this point I, I certainly know, I think what I'm doing and how to do it. If it wasn't Will, I probably would have tried to tackle it on my own this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily it just worked out with him and, you know, I decided to go that direction, but yeah, otherwise I probably would have been a uh, rider trainer my, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, aside from time on the dirt bike, yeah. if you could only train one way, like one type of exercise, what, what would you say is the most beneficial? Beneficial for dirt bike? For racing dirt bikes. Yeah. Aside from time mm. on the bike. Aside from time on the bike, that's where it gets a little torn. Cause dude, if there was a perfect formula, somebody would have it figured out, but I'm, I'm convinced that dirt bikes is just such a specialty that mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a perfect answer to that. And I've heard people say this before and I'm going to kind of copy a little bit, but I think it's whatever makes you feel like you're doing what you need to do, whatever that is. Cause some people will do the gym and they're like, God, I feel like strong and you know, I can throw the bike around and I feel sick when I do the gym a little <laughs> bit more than the cycling or whatever. And then some guys, they just cycle till they can't cycle anymore. And they're like, dude, I'm so fit that, you know, I'm never going to get tired. So it, it really just depends on what you feel like you need. But for me, like I enjoy being a meathead in the gym sometimes, like to me, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really, really enjoy cycling. Like I, I enjoy training a lot more than I ever thought I would now. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at this point in my career, I actually thoroughly enjoy, you know, doing this stuff. Sometimes it certainly sucks, but, um, I have enjoyed it a lot more than I expected, but honestly, the, the cycling, you can't really go wrong. Um, yeah. mountain biking, I think is, is huge for, for the dirt bike, but, um, I, I, I do enjoy that gym work though. That's, that stuff's good. I, re- I remember, uh, when McGrath was racing, he told me, he pointed at, he had an Airdyne, you know, that Schwinn Airdyne with the, the, the big fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. Had the, uh, he had the top all duct taped up so the wind wouldn't hit him. And he goes, that's that's the best thing. That's If I could do <laughs> only one thing, I will just do that. <laughs> I was like. Oh, nice. But, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Airdyne. I, I had to do that whenever I got hurt uh, at the end of 20. 20- 19 going into 2020 mm-hmm. I had a broken foot and you know I did my shoulder um so I had one one, one foot, foot on one it, arm one arm on it I'm just sitting there <laughs> working that thing over and I'm like dude I never want to see that machine again I hated doing that thing <laughs> after that before that it was fine but after that I'm like dude I, I hate this thing like, I never want to see it again it was it was tragic but that's honestly a pretty good one but yeah I mean like I said it's just whatever you feel like you're getting the most benefit out of and for each guy that's that's honestly probably a little different yeah and then the worst thing is that the seats that come on those, you you can't put a real bicycle seat on it because the way that stem is, and it's got that big, wide grandma seat with the springs under it. <laughs> Thing is comfy though. I'll, I'll admit it, it's kind of comfy. Makes <laughs> <laughs> makes my ass feel good. It thinks not bad. Oh man, so uh, we're what twenty four, twenty five days out. Um, what do you yep, do yep. between now and then? Is there anything that could be gained? I, I think certainly. I mean, like I said, we're still, you know, kind of playing with a few things bike wise. Um, but I'm at that point now where we're actually at the, at the comfy point. Um, it's more just getting the reps in. Um, 
you know, I don't have like an insane amount of time on the bike. I, I think we started first day, it was October 11th or 12th on outdoors and uh, rode two weeks there before we jumped in Supercross. So it's not like I've, I've been on the bike an insane amount of time, uh, especially with the current setup that we're, that we're running where I feel comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting the reps in and dude, it, it seems like week to week we make, we make huge strides. I mean, I know the first time Chase came out here, it was at the very beginning of me riding this bike on, on Supercross track. And I was like, holy shit. Like we are <laughs> like, we, we got some work to do, you know, like I was pretty, um, I don't want to say stress cause I knew it would come around, but I was just like, damn, like I'm, I'm slow. So, uh, and now that he's came out here this past week and I've got to ride with him, I'm like, wow, we've made some, some pretty insane progress just in about, you know, a four week period, three to four week period. So, for me, looking forward, I'm, I'm like, you know, we're about three weeks out. You know, if I can still be on the same trajectory, I know it's not going to be as big of a gain, but if we can gain some tents here and there, um, you know, and gain a little bit more speed, a little more fitness, I, I think for me, it's it's going to be a, a big, you know, 23, 24 days um, to A1. I, I think I can make some pretty huge progress from now until then. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We're just going to be steady, Eddie. We're going to do the same thing. You know, nothing's going to change for us. And um, just make sure we're doing what we can do and get the reps in. Yeah. Last question. I heard, uh, I heard Troy Lee is going to paint your helmets. Yeah, man, that was, uh, that's pretty exciting for me. Um, I, I didn't really know how that was going to work. It was kind of a weird, uh, a weird deal, um, with the helmet so far, just cause it was kind of last minute and we needed something for the photo shoot. And I, I didn't realize that they had already went through, um, and AP designs, uh, AP, they have, you know, always painted helmets and done a really good job. And, they had uh, Bell had went to him to, to paint some helmets and I didn't even know that. So I went, I went to Troy Lee and approached him about painting my helmets and uh-huh. without knowing that they did that. So it was kind of weird and I, I felt kind of bad. Um, it was just, I didn't know, you know, the situation a little bit, but he was super keen to do it. And, um, that's something that he was jazzed about. I don't have a typical like energy drink sponsor, like a lot yeah. of these guys. So for me, I can, I can get pretty custom with it. And, um, he just got all kind of pumped about that. So I went up there and had a meeting with him. We discussed design and helmet schemes and all this crazy stuff. And dude, he was like a kid in a candy store and his ideas dude, were flowing right? and he mine gets were pumped. flowing. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like it was just legendary because he's, he's such a legend in the sport, such a legend just in general. Like he's done some really insane things. So for me, I was kind of, uh, you know, a little starstruck at first. Like, wow, I can't believe I'm sitting here you know, talking with <laughs> right? about painting helmets. Like it was just cool, you know, but, uh, Man, we, I think we got some really, really cool stuff working. I'm excited to see what uh, what he's got up his sleeve. But yeah, this year is going to be it's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, I was telling because Chase is the one. Uh, I guess you told Chase that at the uh, the Blackmore Ranch intro. Yeah, and he yep. said that to me. I was like, dude, you know what? That's Colt will have the sickest helmet because he doesn't have to have like mostly black with an M or you know a Red Bull helmet or yeah, you know yep. all black with a star. Like you can. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. We you can, can legit creative, do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, we can do some really cool stuff. I mean, it's been a really long time since I've been able to have a helmet that doesn't have something like that. Like, yeah. already a piece on the chin bar, a real big piece on the side, uh, something on the visor. Like, now, there's a, a few things we got to have there, for sure, um, to keep the sponsors happy. But for the most part, we can get pretty creative, and I'm I'm so excited about that. We're going to have some some cool things up our sleeves, for sure. There'll be some uh, Pac-MH logos on it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to make the cut. 100%. Definitely. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, hey, Colt, man, uh, thanks for the time this evening. Um, I'll let you get back to life. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in person riding. Hopefully I get to bump into you at a track here before uh, 4A1. I don't want to wait that long. 
Well, I know, you. I know. You let me know, man. We'll uh, we're gonna be around. I'm I'm hoping we can hit some more public tracks here. You know, this next week or something. But uh, yeah, we'll be around. Let me know. I, I'd be down for it. Cool. Well, uh, everyone, thanks for listening to the uh, House of Bell podcast, and uh, keep your eyes on a red forty-five next year. Thanks for your Let's time. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Don. Appreciate right. it. Bye, bye.